So we've now completed our journey in Genesis, Daniel, and Romans from the Bible app. I hope you're enjoying these as much as I am. But this is perfect timing because we want to spend a few days preparing for the return led by Jonathan Kahn and also the prayer march led by Franklin Graham this coming Saturday, September 26, in Washington, D.C. These are both intense prayer and worship events intended to once again call our country back to God. We may not have another opportunity before judgment falls. Anyone serious about seeing America return to biblical values and the prosperity we once enjoyed needs to be part of it. I've included links to both in this message. And there is also a prayer and worship service at First Baptist Church in Silver City at 10 o'clock Saturday morning. And now for our devotion. Um, this is from some things that I put on my blog. It's called A Call to Prayer. And I posted these a while ago on my blog. And we're just going to be going through these for the next few days and to help us um, get ready for this day of prayer on Saturday. From Second Chronicles 7.14, Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. Habakkuk 3, 1 and 2 says, God, I've heard what our ancestors say about you, and I'm stopped in my tracks, down on my knees. Do among us what you did among them. Work among us as you worked among them. And as you bring judgment, as you surely must, remember mercy. Father, we're on our knees before you. We've heard the stories and seen the miraculous things you have done in our country. We acknowledge that it was your mighty hand that established this country as a haven for all those who would worship you without fear. We also acknowledge that we've been negligent in safeguarding what you gave, too busy looking after our own lives to pay attention. Many of us have been spectators and selfish with what you gave. We realize our error and beg your forgiveness. Jesus said, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. From Matthew 7, 7 and 8. By faith in his wonderful name, we ask, and we'll keep on asking, that you look with favor on this country that's done so much good. And Lord, we confess, has also done great evil in your sight. We will pause right here. Um, I ask you to pause this audio and just get real with God about whatever you need to confess to him. And then when you're ready, you can restart it. Father in heaven, I pray for my city and county government. This includes councilmen and mayor, judges, and all officials. I ask that you would turn their eyes toward you and help them to make wise decisions in the best interests of the area residents. We ask that all things would be done decently and in order, from 1 Corinthians 14.40. 40. 
and that true justice would prevail. In the coming elections, we ask for only your will to be done. Please give us wisdom and discernment to vote for the best people to fill the positions. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I encourage you to find out who your mayor and city council members and managers and city and county court judges and attorneys and your law enforcement, both city and county, and pray for these people by name. God bless you, and I will see you back here tomorrow. This is an Advent journey, day one, the seed. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. If there was ever a verse that spelled boom, it just might be Genesis 3.15. It's loaded, like the hammer effect when a courtroom judge drops the gavel on the table. After Adam and Eve sinned, and before God cursed mankind and the earth, God cursed the serpent. He delivered a guilty verdict and a forecast of what was to come. There's going to be a seed, Jesus, who will come from the family line of Adam and Eve. The serpent, Satan, will harass creation and strike the heel of Jesus. In the end, Jesus will crush Satan's head, using NIV language. Genesis 3.15 is one of the most foundational verses in the Bible. In fact, it tells the story of the Bible. From Genesis 3.15 forward, the rest of the Bible is all about working out this verse. Streaks of evil seek to threaten the seed's survival, but God always responds, sometimes with a climactic event, keeping the seed on course. Eventually, 60-plus generations after Adam, this holy seed arrives, baby Jesus. This is what Advent is all about, the ultimate arrival of the seed in a town called Bethlehem nearly 2,000 years ago. After the miracle birth in Bethlehem, Jesus grows up, walks the earth, dies a crucifixion death, and miraculously rises again. This resurrection event is a crushing blow to the serpent, but not the final blow. Spoiler alert, that comes in the book of Revelation. Genesis 3.15 is a mind-numbing prophecy and sums up the Bible narrative in roughly 30 words. Each day this Advent season will track the fathers in line of the seed. We'll also look at the Bible's big picture themes and marvel at how God's sovereignty through his seed strategy set up this grand event we celebrate each Christmas day, the birth of Jesus Christ. Reflections Did you ever think, while in the Garden of Eden, God had already planned the arrival of Jesus in Bethlehem?